Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. But what you just said, Miss Robin, is so true because we don't think about that. I've never seen not only the owner of the manufacturing company in my car, but the actual people who built my specific car, right? right. I don't know the manufacturer of this table I'm sitting at or my desk, but I trust that it is supposed to do what, right? It says that its job or its capability is. And we do that every day. We trust every day in things that give us no guarantee. Right. Right? What's interesting is we buy things that have a warranty, but not a guarantee. And God has no warranty. He's yeah, a guarantee. That's right. 100% guarantee. And we, and that's we forget that's about his 100% guarantee. And we, and, and we will go with man's 30-day warranty or 90-day warranty. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, and warranties, they always run out. Mm-hmm. And as soon as your run, warranty runs out, I don't know about anybody, if they, you start getting those phone calls where they're mm-hmm. like, they want you to update your warranty or extend your warranty. Right. But we, we literally are in relationships and are sons and daughters of the only guarantee that exists. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. Thank oh. you for sharing. Anyone else want to share? Come on. Revelation. I love when y'all teach in the morning. And I don't have to work this hard. But we learn from each other, y'all. Come on, somebody. Who's next? Alicia, is Mark talking to you over there? Tell Mark to get in the screen. I can see him. Did he wake up in time to get on the Zoom? He said, oh, this is a women's group. I said, oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Uh, Sorry for the men that are actually on here. Wow. Sorry, guys that are here. That's so rude. It's like four of y'all here and she talking about people are still getting on Mark. Oh my God. I love him though. Let me tell you something what I love about Mark. Mark is real honest and tells the truth. I love it. I love it. Who else would like to share this morning? Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Pastor Shay. I see Nikirian. Good morning. Who else would like to share? Wow, y'all quiet today. I'll share. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I see. Go ahead, Ms. Daphne, and then you, Dia. Thank you, Dia. Thank you, Dia. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, this is fresh. This is, this is, I'm still kind of marinating with it, but um, knowing that I'm the bride, right? Mm-hmm. Not just we, the body, right? But me personally, that I'm the bride and I'm assisting in the earth realm, you know, helping as I am a helpmate to my natural, really sitting with and receiving that that also translates in who I am in the kingdom as me being the bride and wherever. So for Kehau, I am a helpmate to this particular body 
as the bride. So he's my husband. I'm just assisting and helping. I'm. It's still so fresh. He he talked to me about it, you know, maybe four months ago, and I just kind of put it on the side. But I got mm-hmm. it in my spirit again last night. So I'm like, okay, I think you're doing something. So I think I'm gonna have to open this up just a little bit, but. You know, I can't wait for him to open up the revelation that I get it, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can really be who he says I am in the fullness. So, yeah, I'll just share that. I love you all. All is well over here in the salon in California. <laughs> and happy Mommy's Day to all the mommies. Happy Mommy Day. So, and I love you all. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Good morning. Um, so to, uh, just quickly, um, I listened to, uh, Evie Sue's message about, uh, freedom, loved it. Um, and I just love how everything is just going together. And so this week, a lot of the times when I'm in, in client, in session with a client, um, the Holy Spirit will tell me, you know, to tell them some things and stuff like that. And then, you know, Holy Spirit likes to get me too. And I'm like, oh, okay, in the middle. And then I start crying in the middle of the session. Uh, but thank God my clients, they know I'd be like, hold on, I need two seconds. Cause Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so this week he reminded me of how um, beforehand of how he was trying to, how, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. So the incident that happened was I went to Costa Rica in November and when I was on my way back, I had a layover and I got an alert saying, oh, you can upgrade to um, first class or whatever. And it was like the upgrade is only $76 because the plane was so empty. So I was like, oh, at first I wasn't going to do it. Then I was like, no, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to treat myself. It's $76 for first class. And when you go get Mm -hmm. that again. Mm -hmm. So I did it and I went in first class. But as I was sitting and the one thing that the father showed me this week about that incident about my freedom is that when I was in first class, I still had economy thinking. Mm. And because I went up there and mind you, the guy who came to me was like, he was like, you, um, I was the only person that was in first class. He was like, he was like, you have me all to yourself. Run me racket anything you want. He was literally telling me, y'all, anything you want, you can have it. Just tell me what you want. And I'm still thinking peanuts and pretzels. And I was like, oh, I'll just take a snack. Y'all, he literally mm-hmm. brought, you know how when in, in economy, it's the whole cart. This man brought mm-hmm. me a basket that looked like somebody made up for Mother's Day or Easter. Great presentation with all the good snacks. They ain't got these snacks back in economy. I was like, oh my Lord. I said, well, look at her. I was like, I didn't even know this stuff was available to me. And so he showed it to me. So I took one thing and he was like, no, get more, get more. He was like, whatever you want. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. And so I just took another one. I was like, okay. He was like, what do you want to drink? And I was like, oh, I love ginger ale. I was like, can I have a ginger ale? He was like, yes, I'll be right back. He go back up to the front, go get me a ginger ale not half of the can like they do or sometimes gave me the whole can, but then brought my drink back in a whole glass. I said, oh, he know I likes to be bougie sometimes. I appreciate <laughs> this real glass. And so I'm just up there loving it and I'm chilling and he's just going back helping other people. And he comes back, he's like, what do you need? What do you want? He kept doing it. 
And I was like, nothing, I'm okay. Normally when I'm here, I just didn't watch my movie or listen to my music and I just chill out. He was like, well, anything you need, you let me know. And that moment when I was telling my client about that, because I was telling her about freedom from what I had learned and of, of I have freedom, right? And, and the mm -hmm. Lord dropped it to me. He said, even then I was trying to free your mind. Mm -hmm. But you had that economy thinking. And then I'm sitting there with her and I said, oh, my Lord. I said, Father, I didn't consult you in a lot of things in my life. And that's why I didn't have that first class thinking. Mm -hmm. And I said, now I'm getting this a little bit. I'm, I'm understanding things a little bit different. And then it continued to the next day because my best friend, her, um, I've been up in New Hampshire with them. Her husband missed his flight. He woke me up at 5 a.m. freaking out. He's like, my wife's going to kill me. I missed my flight. And I said, well, hold on. Let me help you get to, let, let me see what I can do. So I'm looking up. I go on Expedia. I'm looking up a flight. And I found a flight. And it was like, great. I just need to get you there because you can use your other ticket to come back. The flight was $4.97. I said, okay, great. This is a good price. I'm gonna, let's get this one. And I sent it. And then after I sent it, he was like, it, it doesn't matter. When I talked to my best friend and I said, hey, this is what I found. She said, okay. And then she showed me again how I was thinking on the other side. She was like, boo, his ticket was first class. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was looking up a ticket for somebody else and a whole nother thinking of what, you know, what I would have normally done, my price range and things like that. And it was like, wow, Lord, if I really want these things, I really can just ask you. But I got to allow myself to be free from all of the old things, the thoughts of what I was taught of this. This is where you are, no matter what, you know, what type of thing it is. So whether you black and they say, no, 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 you're supposed to struggle and it's supposed to look mm. like this. So you got to sit over here or whether it's you're a child of God. So it's supposed to look like this or whether you're a therapist. And so you work for people. So you have to depend on them. And he's like, no, I got all this other stuff for you. So I need you to allow me to come in and tap into this because you're my child. It ain't going to look like this. So for me, freedom is looking really good. I'm just going to say that and try to just walk in this. Cause this is just come on, dear. My God, yeah, that's good. Let me tell you, I always tell you, God always confirms his word. So that's all I'm gonna say, dear. Thank you. Um, I hope y'all heard what she My said God. and received that for yourself. Just know that's gonna take us somewhere. Thank you, dear. Thank you, Pastor Shay. My goodness. Jesus. My Lord, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say for me, oh, that was amazing. Sheesh. Um, you said the question was, how is freedom looking to you? No, I said, how was your week? <laughs> there we go. All right. You know, but hey, you can, you can answer any question you feel. <laughs> so I want to say I've been behind a little bit in work and um, in school and things like that. But for yesterday, I just sat and was just going and going and going. And I finished like 98% of what was due and what is due. Mm. And this morning, I mean, I just crashed. And this morning when I woke up, I was just, you know, just praying and just laying there, allowing the Holy Spirit to just do whatever he's going to do. 
And the Holy Spirit was like, now you see the difference between flowing with me and trying to keep up with me. It's a difference. Flowing with him is so much easier than trying to catch up to somebody you, you will never catch up to. Yeah. Resting in that is just was just a like mind blowing. I was like, okay, so I'm flowing with you now instead of trying to keep up with you. Mm. So now I'm actually sitting and going in the direction of the Holy Spirit instead of trying to put on my track shoes and run after the direction I think he wants me to go in. That's good. So, so pretty much what freedom is, it's a whole different type of level of freedom when you're actually walking integrally in it. Mm. So there my week go. has been great. My freedom is looking real good. <laughs> well, come on. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, uh, good morning, Miss Tanya. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Pastor Barbara. Um, Danielle, I see your hand. Uh, good morning, everybody. I wanted to, in the moment, I just clicked on when my sister was talking. I am so, like, grateful to God. One of the moments I just wanted to jump completely out of my skin because while she's talking, God is speaking. And what she said she did in that moment is the exact same thing that happens to her and I when my mom is talking to us, my mom is always saying, and Dia can contest to this, we'll say, oh, I need to do this. And my mom is like, oh, well, you should do it like that. And then me and Dia will look at each other like, why is she always talking from her bank account? And we're like, <laughs> mom, that's what you can do. We can't do that yet. And you're like, oh my God, why do you make plans? Like we got your kind of money. And so in the moment, of Dia saying that I first have I I understand now first I have to repent and I have to also be thankful to God for a mother like ours because she's only doing what he does to her God does not allow my mother to speak from what she's able to do he allows her to speak from what he's able to do. So when she talks to us, that's what it sounds like, but we didn't see it like that at first. Well, I, I was seeing it like, I'll say, oh, uh, you know, I, I wanna go get this dress. And mom is like, oh, well, you know what? Oh, honey, you could just go to Neiman Marcus. You know, your auntie works there. She'll help you find something. And I'm cross-eyed and I'm like, are you serious? I got Target money, honey. I don't know what you talking about. And I would dismiss it constantly. Like, why does she think I, I am not balling like that? And then she'll just walk away like, okay, I'm telling you, you ought to just go. And I'm like, she's nuts. <laughs> like she's out of her mind but I get it in just that moment I get it so thank you to my sister because that right there I get it I get where she's speaking from now she wasn't speaking from and just and just what you said you're my child I it I that's not how I have it planned for you so my mother speaks in that manner because that's not how she sees me. 
because that's not how God sees hurt. And I'm just grateful for that right there. So I'm just, as you know, my freedom is being able to snatch these little moments like that and be able to see it and not be locked up in the old mentality. Amen. Amen. I'm take one more if someone wants to say anything before we start praying. Can I say something? You sure can. I wanted to talk about detoxing. All the work that has happened this morning has been such confirmation and amazing. And I'm just, I had a week because after Bible study Wednesday, my pastor was like, we have to detox. Man, I have been in such a state of release that it's overwhelming. Um, okay, stop. Hold, wait, wait, hold. I okay. want you to hold it. And I want you to say this when, as soon as I'm done, hear me, Trav. As soon yes, as I'm done, I'm going to click you on. You better be ready. I will. <laughs> I love you. You you be ready, okay? I'm ready. <laughs> Be ready. All right. Oh, Thank you. God bless you. Jesus, okay. Be ready. Anybody else? Because I'm about to preach it, so I got to stop her before she preaches. She's right there. She's right there. Anybody else? Okay. I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Ashley to pray this morning. I'm going to ask Dia to pray this morning. Oh, wait. Faith, is your, is your hand up? Was it? Oh, go ahead. It came up and went down. I couldn't. Yeah, just quickly, I um, I just want to publicly share just how grateful I am to everyone, but the women. Um, on Saturday, three women in Keha reached out to me um, just to check in and, you know, catch up. And those moments, uh, you know, even when we support each other, when we, you know, when we're going through things and we're sharing, but even just the the checking in moments, I'll speak for myself, to me, just remind me of how loved I am, um, how much we have each other's backs. Um, just knowing that, you know, the women just, if, if they think of someone that they, that reaching out with actual phone calls is always, for me, such, um, such a blessing. Um, so to have three women in Keha reach out to me on the same day and just, you know, just want to, you know, hear my voice and catch up just really meant a lot. And I just wanted to just share how, how grateful I am that, you know, it, it's, as we say, the small things of just, I just want to check in and see how you're doing to, just means so much. So those women know who they are, but just, you know, the women of Keha we're always reaching out and we have our group tags and everything, but the phone calls mean so much. So I wanted to just share because it really, really blessed me last week. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Love it. Love it. Good morning, Dana. Good morning, Miracle Marlo, Tardia. Good morning, Pastor Alex. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm... I'll get on in a second. Oh, okay. All right. Hi. <laughs> so I'm going to ask Ashley. <laughs> Dear um, uh, Brother Byron, pray. Uh, and then Pastor Alex, if you want to say something after that, I'll let you go and then I'll come back home. So Ashley, 
Yes. Start us off this morning. Good morning, everyone. Good, Good morning. Beautiful faces. Father God, we just give you honor and glory this morning, Lord God. Mm-hmm. We thank you for waking us up and starting us on our way. Thank you for K-House Fellowship, Lord God, for us to allow each other to get on Zoom, no matter where we are, Lord God, in this country. We're able to get on Zoom this morning to praise your holy name. Father God, we know that there are many things that happened to us this week, you know, and Lord God, we're here today. So we just give you the honor and glory for just worship this morning, Lord God. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to hearing what the word of God is this morning, Lord God. And I pray that it blesses each of us where we are and where we stand. Bless the, the speaker today, Lord God. And again, we just give you the honor and glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Father God, bless your name. Hallelujah. Great God, we thank you. Mm -hmm. Great and mighty God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us just to be able to come together, Father, as the body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Father, I just, I pray for strength for each and every last one of us, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, as we continue to exit. It is not easy, oh, but it is necessary. It is so necessary. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you will create a time such as this. Mm. You did this for us. Mm. Thank you for that love that's undescribable. We can't even bring it to full words or even a full thought of the love that you have for us. Father, thank you for meeting with us throughout the week. Thank you for coming to see about us. Thank you for depositing things within us. Thank you for pulling things out of us. Thank you for bringing us through some things. Father, I thank you for the transition that's happening in Father, I thank you that in this transition, we're going to be unrecognizable to the old. Thank you, God. I thank you for that, God. I thank you for that. Thank you, God. Father, I even pray for those who we will have to be reintroduced back to. And I pray that we consult you in who to reintroduce ourselves to so we don't walk back into some old things. Old relationships, old thought patterns. Father, I pray that every time we look in the mirror, we have to take a second look and be like, who is this? And that we see something new because you are yet continuing to do the work. 
Father, I thank you for your grace that you've bestowed upon each and every one of us to be able to walk this walk. Yes. Father, I thank you for transforming the thoughts. I thank you for breaking old ties that destroyed old thoughts completely. Thank you for deliverance from anxiety, depression, worry, stress, whatever it may look like. Toxic relationships, whatever it is. Father, I thank you. Father, you are absolutely amazing. There is not one before you. Mm. Not one, and we reverence you. Yes, God. As our great God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Father, if there are places within us that we are blind to, where we are playing with our freedom, I pray that we host your presence. Yes, God. So that we can hear clearly when you're telling us which areas. Even the areas of where we think we're doing Mm. a good thing, but they need to be cleared up. It's not your will. So I thank you for that. Father, I thank you for letting us know that with you, when we walk with you, there are no limitations. There is no box. This is free and wide open space. To just be your child. There's so much power. Jesus. There's so much. And Father, I thank you just for the glimpses that you're given. And I pray one day we can just understand this is only the beginning. There's so much more of you to know, to understand. I pray that we continue just to stay in the space so we can hear and our lives can continue to be changed. Thank you, Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father God, I just want to say thank you for this morning. Thank you for another opportunity at life. Um, as your people gather today, we 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 chose you. We, we could have been doing anything with our Saturday day, our Saturday morning. We chose the one that chose us. 
We seek in your face on today, Father God. We're coming with high expectation. And I ask that you reveal something today. And, and also, I ask that you meet us exactly where we are in our lives, whether it's a dark place, highs, lows, whether it's a, a need. I ask that you just meet it on today. I ask that you, 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 you reveal the vision to some that's lacking, that, that's, that's missing the vision. I would say lacking, was missing the vision. Give them a, another opportunity to see it. And I ask that for, I ask that you, 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 you sit with our leadership on today as they deal with, as they also deal with things. Um, you know, the needs that they, you know, the needs. And, oh man, it is so Thank awesome. You, Yes, God. Thank you. We have high expectations today, Father God. I just ask that you meet it. In Jesus' yeah. name, amen. God, we thank you. We praise you this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know. There's a song I have not heard in a long time, but I keep hearing it. You are holy. Oh, oh, holy. You are holy, oh, so holy. What a privilege and an honor to worship at your throne, to be called into your presence. As your own, you are holy, oh, so holy. You are holy, oh, so holy. What a privilege and an honor to worship at your throne, to be called into your presence as your own. You are faithful, oh, so faithful. You are our God, faithful, oh, so faithful. And yes, it's a privilege and an honor to worship at your throne, to be called into the presence. As your own. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're holy. You're worthy and faithful. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. You're the mighty God. 
God showed us, I am free indeed, right? So I, I, we have freedom. That is our declaration. I have freedom. I am free indeed. And then this morning, God said, revelation of a confession can only come when you break agreement with your imprisonment. I'm going to say it again. Revelation of a confession can only come when you break agreement with your imprisonment. And so I, that scripture, that portion in Matthew 11 that Pastor Alex read to us and, and ministered to us so beautifully on Wednesday, just I, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't let it go. And then this morning, God said to me, I need you to talk to my people about this, the prison syndrome. I was like, the prison syndrome? I literally started yelling, Pastor Shay, in, in the shower. I was like, prison syndrome? So let's go. Go with me. We're going to hit Matthew 11 again, but we've got to go back. we got to go back. So I need you to go with me to Matthew 3 first, and then we're going to jump over to Matthew 11, okay? We're going to be in Matthew chapter 3 and Matthew 11. Buckle up. And so Matthew 3, and we're going to start at the 13th verse. We're only going to go to the 15th, okay? And I'm reading at the Amplified right now. It says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by him. Him is John the Baptist, okay? And it says, but John tried to prevent him. The Amplified said, vigorously protesting, saying, it is I who need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus replied to him, permit it just now, for it is fitting, it is the fitting way for us to fulfill all righteousness. It says, then John permitted it and baptized him, okay? So we see here very clearly that in verse 13, Jesus comes to the Jordan where John has been baptizing and John recognizes not his cousin, but the Messiah. John the Baptist, born of Elizabeth and Zechariah, was prophesied as the one who would be crying in the wilderness and would be the one to prepare the way for Jesus' coming. So we clearly recognize that in this moment, John is well aware. He is no longer encountering a cousin. He has now encountered the Messiah. Can we agree here as we read this text? Now let's go to Matthew 11, where Pastor Alex took us on Wednesday, starting at verse 1. And it says, when Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and to preach in their Galilean cities. So 
Now, when John the Baptist in prison heard about the activities of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and asked him, are you the expected one, the Messiah, or should we look for someone else who will be the promised one? Now, let, let's go back. Matthew 3, John is clear that he is about to baptize the Messiah. Not only does he baptize him, but once he baptizes him, God himself introduces, confirms, and validates Jesus as the Messiah in front of everyone. But John is very clear about who Jesus is. But now it says in verse two, now when John the Baptist in prison heard about the activities of Christ, he sent word by his disciples. This is not his disciples asking this question. He sent word by his disciples. And the question comes from John, are you the expected one, the Messiah, or should we look for someone else who will be the promised one? And Jesus answered, go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed by healing, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed, joyful, favored by God is he who does not take offense at me, accepting me as the Messiah and trusting confidently in my message of salvation. So as Pastor Alice was preaching and sharing with us, as that just kept ruminating, and then God showed, took me back and, and right as I'm saying, I'm like, for God in Matthew 3, even before I went back to the text, I know the text. Okay, but in Matthew 3, he was very clear. Matthew 11 comes. And God says, prison syndrome. <laughs> I'm like, what? And so I want to break down some words to you first before we walk this through the text. What is a syndrome? Okay. Three different definitions. A syndrome is a group of symptoms which consistently occur together. Okay. It's a group of symptoms which consistently occur together. A syndrome is also a condition characterized by a set of associated symptoms, okay? A condition characterized by a set of associated symptoms. And then finally, it is a combination of opinions, emotions, and behaviors. Combination of opinions, emotions, or behaviors. Okay. Many of us know the word prison and we understand that prison, right, is a place where someone is held as punishment for a crime they've committed. But uh, so we talk a lot about the location of prison, right? Like those who are in a cell, who are locked in, we, we, we understand being caged. We understand having right, a, a, a limited ability of movement and constraint. But many of us don't talk about what it means to be in prison, 
we talk about what it means to be in prison, but not imprisoned, okay? I-M-P-R-I-S-O-N-E-D. And so when you are imprisoned, it means you are held captive, but it means this, you are kept in and away from. You are kept in and away from. And so when I saw this, God said this, we are kept in a prison mentality that keeps us away from freedom. See, when you're in prison, you are kept in a prison mentality and you are kept away from true freedom. And so it goes back to what he said, it's great to have this revelation and many of us, we, we, we heard and, and we heard the revelation and we've made confession, but only until we break the agreement with our imprisonment. See, a lot of us have walked out of the cells we were in, but we are still walking around with an imprisoned mindset. So when Dia says, I upgraded myself to treat myself, but I got into, so here's the thing, I changed my location. I was no longer limited, come on, I was no longer limited to a, 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 seating, a seating position that I had always been accustomed to. I moved up, I got out of that place, but when I stepped into a new place, I was still imprisoned in my thinking. So I had physical freedom, but I was still mentally imprisoned. And many of us, even as we have received this revelation of you have freedom and you are free indeed, you have physically begun to move, but do not realize that you still have a mental imprisonment. There are still behaviors, there are still opinions. Come on, I said syndrome, a prison syndrome. There are still opinions and emotions and behaviors that are attached to your imprisonment. I'm going to show you this. Come on, y'all know I'm, I'm always going to back it up with the word. So I, I, God says, Pastor Alex, prison syndrome. And so I'm like, is that even like a real thing? The word prison syndrome is not a thing, but there are effects that happen to an inmate that has been imprisoned for a, a long amount of time, evangelist. Uh, and so I went, I was like, God, show me these. And I'm blown away, right? So let's just, walk. I'm a, I'm a list. I want you to list some of these because this is the way that you can do a checks and balance to, to understand where you may be, okay? What things may still be there that now that I, the, look, I'm free indeed. I, I feel it in my body. I, I don't feel the weight of the, 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 the captive space that I've been in. I, I, I busted out of the space. I busted out of my limitations physically. I've even maybe busted out of my limitations physically, but there are still some imprisoned mentality that I don't even realize I'm carrying forward in this new place of liberty. So it says this, number one, uh, the main effects of imprisonment, self-condemnation. Come on, self-condemnation. Guilt. Oh, this is going. This one's going to get some of us. Boredom. 
boredom. I'm going to say that again, boredom. A loss of perspective. Loss of perspective. Um, low self-confidence. Anxiousness. Ooh, I'm about to help you. Depression. Delusions. Denial. Nightmares. Insomnia. Self-destructive behaviors. And finally, the loss of liberty. I'm going to say them again. Self-condemnation, guilt, boredom, loss of perspective, low self-confidence, anxiousness, depression, delusions, Denial, come on, come on, denial. Nightmares, insomnia, self-destructive behaviors, and loss of liberty. Now that is just the natural things that occur when a prisoner who has now been set free physically, because come on, we, we rejoice. In, our, in, in, in no longer being physically limited, understanding that God has opened up the, the, the space for us to go and, and become, and yet we don't realize that we are still walking out our prison syndrome because there is still mental and emotional imprisonment. I'm gonna give you five things in this, in this comparison between Matthew 3 and Matthew 5 that show us even John the Baptist had prison syndrome. <laughs> One of the greatest prophets. I want to read this before we, 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 we get to these five. So literally after Jesus answers the disciples of John the Baptist and says, send this out. Can I tell you what Jesus immediately does? It says in verse seven, as these men were going away, these are John's disciples, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. And, and I stopped and go, so even Jesus understood where he was. I, I've told you, this is not who he was, but this is definitely where he was and so now he has to to reaffirm who John is despite where John is where he is and the questions that have just come don't be fooled let me tell you who he is and so he says what did you go out in the wilderness to see a reed shaken by the wind what did you go out to see a man dressed in soft clothing those who wear soft clothing are in the palaces of kings. But what did you go to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you. And one more eminent, more remarkable, and far more than a prophet 
who foretells the future. This is the one of whom it is risen. Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist, yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent assault and violent men seize it by force for all the prophets in the law prophesied up until John. And if you are willing to accept that John himself is Elijah who was to come, he ha who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. But to what shall I compare this generation? So after John sends word to question who Jesus is, Jesus understands this is not who John is, but these questions are coming from where John is. And so because of where John is, John now, John the Baptist, the, the, the messenger preparing the way now has, has been consumed by prison syndrome. So, so, so let's look at these five things. Number one, prison syndrome will cause you to be unable to recognize the word any longer. You, you won't even be able to recognize when, when the word of God is showing up in your life, when the word of God is performing miracle signs and wonders. See, in, 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 in Matthew 3, 14, he was clear about who Jesus was, so clear that he said, I'm not even worthy. I'm not even, I'm not even capable to, to baptize you. You should be baptizing me because I am clear about who you are. But now he questions in Matthew 11, is this the Messiah? I, I, I'm questioning what, what he's doing now. I, I'm questioning how he's moving. I'm questioning how the word is moving. I'm questioning on, uh, about what the word is doing. I'm questioning now, is the word truly the word in my life? See, prison syndrome will cause you to not be able to recognize the word. And if we're honest, the word is showing up sometimes in our lives, but because of our imprisoned thinking, because of our emotions and opinions and behaviors, we have not been able to recognize that it was the word. It was it was God. It was it was the it was it was the prayers of Jesus who sits at the right hand interceding on your behalf. It was the power of the Holy Spirit, but the word was manifesting itself in your life and you could not recognize it because of prison syndrome. Number two, when you have prison syndrome, hearing no longer produces faith, but doubt. Hearing no longer produces faith, but doubt. Can we go to Matthew 11, 2? 11, 2 says this. It says, now when John the Baptist in prison heard about the activities of Christ. We know the Bible says this. Faith come by what? Hearing. Hearing the what word of God. Christ is the word. In, in the book of John, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word. Come on, the, Jesus, the word of God. And so now when we have prison syndrome, hearing no longer uh, produces faith, it's now causing doubt. The, the woman with the issue of blood, 
in the gospels, it says she heard Jesus was making his way in town. She didn't see him. She didn't, but she heard about him. And so because he was there, she had heard some things and it produced faith in her to go out in a time where it was actually against the law for her to be out because she was, she was considered unclean at the time. But now John the Baptist, who was assured of, of Jesus being the Christ, now when he hears, it no longer is producing faith. It is, it is producing doubt. When you have prison syndrome, hearing no longer produces faith, but doubt. Number three, oh, when you have prison syndrome, your encounter becomes questionable. Your encounter, the word encounter means to meet, right? So what we know is John the Baptist in Matthew 3, he met Jesus. He met him as the Messiah. He met him as Christos, the anointed one. But now this encounter becomes questionable. He's now questioning not only the validity of who Jesus is, he's questioning his movements, his actions. I no longer, I'm, I'm not sure now. I, I, I know I encountered you, but now my prison syndrome, this imprisonment, these behaviors, these emotions are causing me to now question who you are. You're still where you've always been. Jesus didn't move from his position. He didn't move from his assignment. He didn't move from his mandate. But now I'm questioning who you are because of where I am. See, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. See, again, let, let's be clear. This is not about John's physical location. This has now affected his mental location. I'm about to, I'm, the, the last two going. Number four, when you have prison syndrome, you begin to look elsewhere because your current situation leads you to believe if he's doing all of that, why is he doing it for me? You begin to look elsewhere because your current situation leads you to believe if he's doing all of that, why isn't he doing it for me? Come on. It says in verse two, now when John the Baptist in prison heard about the activity of Christ, he said word by his disciples and asked him, are you the expected one or should we look for someone else who's the promised one? And Jesus says, go and report. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are being here, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Can I tell you what number four shows us? It's two things, that in this moment, Paul realizes his loss of liberty physically. So now he's looking at his situation. He's looking at where he is. And now he say, maybe we need to look somewhere else. Maybe I need to, to ask a different question. Maybe I need to grab a hold of something else. Maybe I need to get more self-help tapes. Maybe I need to read more books. Maybe I need, maybe this is not the only way. Maybe I need to figure out because if he's doing all of this for everyone else, I'm still in this situation. I'm still in this moment. I'm still in this condition. But what you don't realize is it's not about the physical. It's right now, God, what's happening here? 
Because can I tell you, there are some people who are literally in prison right now, but are free in their thinking, in physical jail cells, but they have more freedom than you and I do. Oh, can we go to number five? Pray for me, child. Number five. You forget your assignment and God's requirements. You're John the Baptist. You're, you're supposed to be preparing the way. You knew this was going to cost you. You knew what your assignment was. And you knew my requirements. You knew that you would be a voice in the world. You knew that you were in opposition to the day of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. You knew that your life was mine and that you would have to die for this very gospel that you are preaching. But now, can I tell you what, what he got? One of these effects that we... He lost perspective. See, the, 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 this physical location ha has got you forgetting your heavenly location. This physical location ha has got you, ha has you forgetting your, your spiritual connection. Oh, so now you forgot the assignment and now you forgot God's requirements of you. Now you forgot that you said, whatever, wherever you ask, I'll do. If you, wherever you send me, I'll go. You forgot because now it's hard. This is, oh, it's, it's hard now. It's costing me now. It, it, the requirement is, is greater than I thought it would be. And so now I forgot. And so I've lost perspective. I, 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 I'm now looking at my loss of physical liberty. I'm now, come on, my, my, I'm, 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 I'm falling into depression and, and, and now I'm, I'm starting to, 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 to have some, some destructive behaviors because my opinion of God is shifting now and my emotions are all wrapped up. And now my behavior is not in line with who I was created to be. And so we now have to ask ourselves as a bride of Christ, who he has given freedom to, who is free indeed, God help me. Because I need this not to just be a thing I confess, but I need it to be a revelation that I live in, that I stand in, that I, I, I walk in, I talk in, that it lives out of me, that I just don't have freedom as lip service. I, I'm free indeed is just not another scripture I roll off my mouth, but that the revelation of my confession has now come because I broke an agreement with these imprisonments. My emotional and my mental imprisonment. This is why Pastor Alex said, we got a detox. I, I, I have to know no matter what. I, I, I will recognize the word no matter what situation I find myself in, no matter what, what circumstance. Uh, hearing will always produce faith for me and not doubt. Because when I hear your name, faith should come alive in me. When I hear about your works and your ways, faith should arise in me. I, 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 I'm, I, I've encountered you. I know we've met. And so this encounter, uh, uh, this meeting with you, now will, I will never allow myself to question who you are because you've been consistent. You've been faithful. You've been mighty. You've been good. And you've never lied. You've never forsaken me. Oh, I'm not going to look elsewhere when I start to see what you're doing for everyone else. I'm going to stop comparing. I'm going to stop uh, coveting because God, what you have for me is for me. And I know what you have for me is good.
And finally, I, I won't forget my assignment, nor will I forget your requirements because their requirements are not mine. Their assignment is not mine. And, and whenever it gets hard, I need to know that hard in you equals good. I know, God, that I, 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 you only tell in part, but God, for, for you, I live and for you, I die. And so, God, if there is any prison syndrome in me, if there's still any prison syndrome in me, I need to break agreement with every, everything, God, that is holding me captive, that is keeping me in prison and keeping me from true freedom. Any questions, comments, concerns? I'm done. Trev? Um, I just want to give honor to God right now for using me as an example um, because everything that you said was what I went through with God this, after Wednesday night. So first I want to say, don't want to forget Pastor Barbara needs prayer. Um, her physical body is in pain and she's having surgery on the 12th. So, can, you know, we pray before we close out. Um, Two, I wanted, I just, I do, I, I had to, first I had to give thanks to God because I'm going to share this with you and it won't be long. Um, you know, Wednesday with Pastor Alex said what he said about detox. I took that very seriously because I've known several people who had to go through detox and then come back and just see them. And I've seen people physically detox and I know how hard it is. And God said, so you ready for this? And I said, yeah. He said, you ready for this? Because I said, this this whole living in freedom, like I said last week, freedom, I asked the Lord to make it a lifestyle. He said, okay, so now you got the detox. Are you ready for this? And I said, yeah. And he said, okay. He said, because this is not going to be comfortable. And he took me to places that I had said, oh, I had tough skin. I could deal with that and just let it go. But it, but it, but it, it, it imprisoned my mind. So it was, here go one cage, here come one bar on the cage, not realizing that I'm making a sale. And then he took me to Tom's and I said, I, was, I did forgive people, but I was holding on to the things that they told me about myself. And it was another bar on that cage that I was making for myself and not realizing until all the things that God took me through, everything that you said, the depression, insomnia, the anxiety, the, and the, and the everything, the anxiousness. The, the not having my liberty, literally I created my own prison and then I was imprisoned in my mind. And the Lord said, but you said you're ready for this. And I said, yeah, so I've been crying a lot this week. I've been purging a lot this week, but the Lord has been dealing with me. He said, okay. He said, now, you know, you're going to Tennessee. I said, yeah. He said, but before I take you up in the mountains, you will have your liberty. And I said, okay, God. And he said, so you still ready for this? And I said, I'm ready because the one thing that the Lord showed me this week was when I heard my father's voice, Alex Panetta, it did something to me here. Because when I hear the father's voice, it did something to me. But a young girl who was raised without a father, mm -hmm. her father abused her, who mother allowed her stepfather to abuse her. Yeah. To have other spiritual fathers in the in, in the gospel. But the Lord has been freeing me because when I heard my father's voice on Wednesday, I knew I was strong enough to go to the detox. And I promise you it's not easy. And I promise yeah. you, you got to be ready because this time is a time of acceleration. This mm -hmm. time is a time of movement. This time is a time for you to get back your assignment. And then the Lord said to me, all the years you cheerleaded my people and you begin to doubt yourself and you let go 
your liberty because you were chilly in them to believe. And then you begin to believe less. No, I may not have copied other people's stuff. I just didn't think anything was for me. And God said, I did not make you a doormat, but I made you the doors to the palace and I need you to walk in them. So I yeah. had to start off my cage this week, y'all. I had to take, I had to start taking them all off. God, I thank you so much. Yeah. I had to put it in my chest because he is not only releasing me because I've made a commitment to God to make this a lifestyle. I broke all the agreements, even agreements. People prayed over me that I did not even know that were not for my own good. I broke every word curse. I broke all their agreements because I know when I heard Alex Panetta's voice, the man I called my father, he told me. And when he said that, I knew I was strong enough to go through it. And when God said, you're ready for this, I meant it. I'm ready. And I'm telling you right now today, if you let go and you walk into where God has you because you know that this is a safe place for us, you will understand and know and walk in the liberty of your freedom. I love y'all. Amen. Thank you, Trev. Thank you so, 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 so much. I see your hand, Danielle and Miracle Marlowe. Amen. Amen. Hey, everybody. Um, so what you said first about um, those who are physically in prison, but they are freer than those of us who are not in prison. I have firsthand seen that. I've seen that myself. I've witnessed that myself. I was able to visit a prison ministry with a friend. And when I got there, my expectation naturally was that because they were physically locked up, that they would be even more mentally and spiritually locked up. But I was literally astonished at what I saw and the power of God upon these men who were way more free than I ever expected. Um, The detox, um, I don't know why God is having me to share those moments on Facebook because usually I'm not like that. And I don't really like people all in my stuff, but I am recognizing too that what he's doing in my life is a testimony And so therefore it really isn't my business. It's his, it's a testimony to what he's doing. And so um, the detox part, I've had to detox from friends, which means completely cutting them off and walking away from them. And even as I said in my post, uh, I didn't realize that choosing myself would be so hard. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, I said out loud, like, oh, God, I just feel like I died. A part of me did die. It had to go. And not only did I have to break off with those particular friends, but I had to break up with that old part of myself. Mm -hmm. That old part of myself and letting that go. That's not who I am anymore. I can't go to those places. I can't do those things with you guys. So, or whatever that was, I can't entertain that anymore. I didn't understand. I I understood it needed to be done. I didn't know how I would do it. Um, 
but it was some things have to be cut quick, like an umbilical cord. They have to be cut quick in order to save my own life. Um, so I had to do that. Um, another thing was, uh, Lord help me, because I really don't like speaking on here. Um, but I have to say this, is that even, even after I was done speaking earlier, and I'm so grateful for this, I hear Pastor Alex speak a lot about his family and how when God freed him, he spoke to him and told him about his family becoming free because of that and how his family's freedom is connected to his. And I thank God for what he's done in my sister because my freedom was connected to the string that he pulled, that same lifeline he pulled deal with, he's pulled me with. I couldn't hear from Pastor Kai or Apostle Kai or from Pastor Alex at first. I, I wouldn't even come near, but God pulled deal in the direction because I have trust issues. So then I would come and just sit at K-How. I wasn't even a part of K-How. I would just come and sit for almost like, what, two or three years? I just sat. I, I wouldn't say anything partially. I would, just, I would just sit. I would just watch. I would observe. And I saw how God began to move in Dia's life through Apostle Kai and through Pastor Alex and what God was doing. And then Kahal became my safe place. And it is important to recognize the connections that God is making so that we can move in the right way. And for me, that's what this has been. And so when I was done earlier, I just heard, you know, like I was confused. Like God at first, like, okay, what's happening? I didn't recognize what was happening. And when you don't recognize what God is doing, you can become a lot of things. I was already not trusting. I was already prideful. I was already anxious. I was already full of fear, shame, self-condemnation, all those things. I'm already, I was already like that already angry, already irritated, and anything you can add to that, I, I already was. Insecure, uh, just, oh, I was just, I was so toxic. So jealous, any, anything, why is this, why is this not happening? Like, like this or like that or like whatever. And I heard God say it, when he spoke and gave the revelation to Harriet Tubman on how to free the slaves. You never heard, you, the slaves that, that listened to her and followed her, they never fought her on that. They never got in that. They just, they attached themselves to it and they went for, forward. And so if they didn't recognize 
what was happening in her, they would have missed out on an opportunity for freedom. And I'm saying this to say that I am grateful. I am grateful for how God has done what he has done and how he's doing what he is doing. And I've been telling my kids all week, walking around the house in this like fit of excitement, like I don't know what's coming, but because I'm free, I know God is about to do something really, really big and really, really great. And I can feel it. And I don't know what it is. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. And I'm grateful for it. And so, and so Apostle Kai, while you were speaking, literally what I saw was I got a quick flash of a runway. You know how you at nighttime, we don't see the runway until the lights light up. And that's what I saw. While you were talking, I'm seeing these lights light up. And so that this word that you've shared today, everything that has been shared today, everything that has happened, just like the lights lit up, the connections are being made. God is doing what he's doing. And the lights only light up when a plane is either taking off or it's landing. So whether, it, whether I'm soaring into something or I'm landing <laughs> into my freedom <laughs> to go into this next place, whatever it is, I am excited about it. And I am so grateful for it. All those places I've been, I imprisoned myself in my own house because when he freed me, I didn't know what to do with myself physically. So I came and locked myself in my bedroom. So every day I'm in my bedroom. I don't go nowhere. I don't do nothing. But now it's one day at a time with this thing. It's one day at a time with it. And I just wanted to share that um, also for my, my sister's hearing too, to know that you're now you're not responsible for any decisions that I make or whatever comes after. But I want you to know that I know and that God has allowed me to recognize that my deliverance and my freedom has been connected to yours, just like my children's is connected to mine. And I don't know whoever else is connected to mine, but because he was able to allow me to see that now I know what I have to do with that. Mm -hmm. Not with everything else. I don't know that part. But from here, I know that I have to remain free because somebody else is, is connected to mine. If they don't see me get free, they may not choose to live free. And so I'm excited about this. Amen. I'm excited about whatever God is doing. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Miracle Marlowe and then Pastor Alex. Um, first, I just wanted to say thank you, um, Apostle Kai, for um, that word. Um, I don't know who else that was for, but I know it was for me. Um, it was like my life was just being spoken over the screen this morning. And um, I just resonated with so many things. And um, in my liberty and that I have freedom, that's why I keep speaking right now. It's like every time I get a chance to, I'm gonna keep talking. 
I don't care who don't want to hear it no more. I'm not living in that fear no more of worrying about if people understand it or get it or want to listen to me or not. I'm staying in this freedom that is just, I'm speaking from anxiety right now because my heart is beating so fast right now. Y'all don't have, but I, I, I have to say it. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just living in this and, and it's, and it feels good. It does. Even though I'm a little bit scared right now, it feels good to just be able to just talk and just speak and just say what's on my heart and not worrying anymore about what I think somebody is going to think or what they're going to say. Or I just love everybody. I love God and I love this word. And just thank you. That's all. Thank God. Uh, Pastor Alex, I see Daphne and then Pastor Alex. Thank you, Marlo. We love you. Me before pastor? Mm -hmm. Okay, amen. So this is this is wonderful, this word, right? What the Lord was showing me, even as you were speaking, this freedom from imprisonment of thinking will free us even in how we pray, right? Because if we're to pray from this high place, because we have been imprisoned, we have kept these prayers from a defeated. We, we fighting up this way, opposed mm -hmm. to getting the information and then fighting from uh, a vantage point of victory mm -hmm. already this is so good man if i could have did a laughing here i would have but i you know i gotta work and they wouldn't appreciate all that but amen right. this, is, this is so good right it's so yeah. good and I'm, I, I love you pastor alex and i'm gonna go back and listen to that because i know with some nuggets especially when uh, my sister trev said my daddy and you know i can relate to that because that day you and i had that call and i was like i receive you as my father that i didn't even plan that it just spilled out my mouth right because it was in my heart it was up in my spirit so i love you so much i'm glad you're back and i can't wait to listen to that word because i could hear that was woo. amen y'all all right <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm telling you, if you didn't listen to Wednesday, <laughs> you must want to get your life. That's Alex. <laughs> um well thank you everyone. Uh I'm gonna have to go back and, and and revisit this message. I was in and out the office, but the things I've heard and I was able to jot down was just absolutely amazing. Um I, I want to just thank all of you guys. I mean, I it's been a little while, even all the way back to my birthday. So on Wednesday I was able to to thank um those who are on, I want to make sure I publicly thank you guys uh, for uh, the, the wonderful birthday gift, um, the wonderful flowers for my brother's homegoing service, and the wonderful card that Apostle and I came home to. So I just wanted to just thank you guys um, just for, for being uh, who you are. I will say this, as I, as a pastor of this amazing, amazing fellowship, um, to be on this side and to hear the word that I get to hear, um, whether it's from Apostle Kai, obviously she's been consistent, um, giving us something straight from heaven. I promise you, you, you apply this, you will look weird to everybody. Because when I tell you to understand how powerful the word of God is and how when you implement the word, you see immediate results immediate results. And so I'm just so grateful that, you know, when Philippians talking about, if you really want to know him, you know, you got to know him even in his sufferings unto death. And so I'm just, I'm just in awe of what heaven gives to Kehal. 
we get some special treatment from heaven. And I don't ever want us to take that lightly. You know, you have people who are going three times a week and, and there's no life-changing word that they can hold on to. And it's just so unfortunate. But I can honestly say that in this fellowship, I, as pastor, get so much. And with everything that's um, been laid uh, before us, we should be excited about where we are as a ministry and where we're going with, with great such word. So um, Apostle Kai, thank you um, to everyone. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be to be back, to be home. A lot of things are happening, but um, let's continue to pray, family. But we have so much to look forward to. But it will, it will require you understanding the level of your freedom. So thank you. Amen. If while we are still here, we're gonna take communion. Good morning, Mama. Hicks up there, that red Hicks, Ooh, the minister. Um, if anyone else wants to share while people are gathering their communion, anyone else want to share anything? Anyone else? Anyone else? You know, I always give space if something you're hearing, something you want to share based upon the word. The floor is open while we get our communion. Gabby, some communion. Don't don't be legalistic. You get some juice, <laughs> some bread, like those. <laughs> anyone? Mm. Okay, y'all still letting it marinate. Let it sink in. I'm with you. Okay. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Any of the leadership, anybody want to share anything about the word leaders while we're allowing people to get their communion? Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Ladiva, I see your hand. Oh, Ty, go ahead, Ty, and then Miss Ladiva. Go ahead, okay. Evangelist Ty. Um, I was good till you hit number five. Right? That's what I said. Hi, number five. Hold on. Jeez, that's how I... <laughs> um, yeah. Because you know the assignment that I'm on and I wanted, I, I legit had to, I wanted to quit. I wanted to walk mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. And, um, like the, the persecution's real. Like when you do walk in your freedom, like you really cannot be afraid of their faces. And like Pastor Alex said, you are gonna seem weird. You're gonna seem like the oddball out. And that's in the world, but that's also in the church. And that's an unfortunate thing. But the persecution that Jesus and Paul, like that was from the church, <laughs> you know? Um, it's costly to walk. Um, in the way of the Lord, in the way, because <laughs> that's what Christianity was, the way, right? The Jesus way. is the way. Jesus is the way. And so, um, my gosh, <laughs> fire, yeah. homie. Um, yeah. But I mean, literally walking in fire, but the yeah. freedom that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to even step in the fire, like that was freedom. Mm -hmm. Daniel had freedom and being in the lion's <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, just walking it out, being shaped yeah. in it, receiving yeah. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then also knowing too, for all of us, right, right. There's assignments and there are requirements to that, but also knowing, cause here's where we got to make sure 
because here's the one thing, we're also carrying the Christ, the heart of Christ. So we also have to know when it's time to, that the assignment is done. I'm not saying you type say in general. No, no, it is true. No, yes. We have to know <laughs> because, right, we, when I say we have to know, 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 we have to know. Because, right, if we are in the wrong place, right, you might be, let me say it this way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If, if you extend an assignment, where you are is not where you're supposed to be. When you are no longer where you're supposed to be, you open room for them to question who you are. And here's the thing that John had. In, even in the midst of John's questioning, you better be clear that you have someone who can still bear witness to who you are, despite where you are. Despite where John was, Jesus was like, but let, let me, okay. I know he asked this question. The disciples are now leaving. So he's not even talking to John's disciples. He's like, but let me remind all of you. <laughs> and this is why being covered and accountable to one another is so important. Because when we are sometimes out of, come on, we can be out of place sometimes. Our emotions can get us where we shouldn't be. Our opinion, our feet, you know, our feelings, right? You need somebody who's going to be like, nope, I get that. I get where they are right now, but let me tell you who they are. Because right now, where they are is messing you up and you, you, you're about to forget who they are too. So let me have somebody, let me remind you. Okay? And so the thing is, John was physically where he was supposed to be, but he was not no longer mentally where he was supposed to be. So we've got to make sure that in the assignment, I'm mentally where I'm supposed to be. But when the assignment is over, that I get going to where I'm physically supposed to be next. Because some of the fire we get is because we're in the wrong place. It's over. It's time to move forward. I've been there, so I'm telling y'all from experience because my heart, my love for the people, my heart, my desire to, come on, Pastor Jay, we know, our heart, our love, and God's like, but I, <laughs> however, at the same time, like, like Evangelist Kai saying, I can't forget the requirement, though. I can't, I can't forget the assignment, though, and as much as I just thought I was going to come and do <laughs> I thought I was coming to help them. But I was like, you are, but I'm also coming to shape you, mold you, build you. Because when you leave here, you think this is, it's going to be, mm -mm. This, this, this is, this is training ground. <laughs> Amen. Anybody? I want to give opportunity. Yes, Pastor Shay. Um, Yes, Lord. Uh, so as you were talking, um, and even when Trev said at the end, you know, when the enemy was giving her the utensil she needed to make another cage, um, uh, the enemy, 
you know, oh yeah, she don't have to put that one in the chat. I'm gonna go with you. Um, it was just, man, I'm just, man. I'm trying to get this out before I start okay. yet. Um, this after Wednesday's message, and even this morning, absolutely confirmed it. Uh, there are parts of my freed land that aren't free, but that are free now. But from Wednesday to, to uh, yesterday, I was walking around in what I thought was freed land, but it was actually a cage that I had enlarged mm. and wasn't aware of it. Wow, that's good. So when Trev was when Trev was talking about like you know when I'm walking in the freedom and the enemy's coming at you giving you what you need to make another case, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what that was. Mm. So so just definitely want to encourage the body to be mindful because the enemy is going to make sure you have everything you need to build a case in no matter what part of the free land you're occupying. Yep. Definitely. Oh my good lord. But Jesus. I love how you said, I love how you said I want to repeat it so someone hears it. It wasn't look. Prison, you can feel you could so let me say it this way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see the picture. I want to show you this picture when you start talking. So she was in a prison cell, right? And then freedom came. She didn't say, what she didn't say is, I stepped out of the cell. She said, I enlarged the cell. And so the, there is the, right? So what are we talking about? We talked about delusions and denial, right? So now that the, the cell was bigger, it gave the appearance of or yeah. the mirage of freedom because I could move more. I could move further. I could stretch a little wider. And yet, and yet, I thought I was free <laughs> because I was not in the prison I was in before. I just enlarged my cell. And many of, I, I know I've done that before, come on, and been like, well, I was, oh no, I just made my whole house a prison. Like Danielle said, I just made my room because I, everything, I got everything I need in here. I'm comfortable. I, I done put a little refrigerator in here. I done got snacks. and I, No, for real. I got all my clothes. I, got, I don't need to. But it's prison. <laughs> and what's worse is it's self-inflicted prison. It's not someone else locking you in. It's you keeping yourself locked in. But now with, with the comfort that the enemy now goes, just make it comfortable to cause you to be deluded and in denial. No, you're not really free. You have the appearance of freedom, but you have not actually stepped into the revelation of, right? So that's why, that's exactly what God said. The revelation of the confession only becomes real when we break agreement with our imprisonment. So thank you, Pastor Shay. That That's powerful. Powerful. Ladiva, we see you. Come on in the room. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Is that better? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say that, you know, 
these past three years have really been eye-opening and applying the word to, to life as opposed to applying the way the world operates to your life is, is such a big difference. I mean, this divorce has put me through every, almost seems like every book there is in the Bible. And this month has been very challenging and it's going and it's continuing to be very challenging. And yesterday I had a, a phone call with my attorney and she said to me, cause it's funny that you said weird. She said, you know, your, your case is so weird. You're, and I said, what do you mean? She goes, you must have a huge guardian angel over you. And I said, of course I do. I said, and you tell me you're a praying woman. So why is this a surprise to you? You know? And she said, every time we seem to hit a wall, there's some type of opening. I said, I tell you, I tell her all the time. Like, you know, I know you guys have seen my tears and all of that. And my tears are because I refuse to answer to the enemy because the enemy is there. And it's my fight to, to, to stay with my God. And I've learned like, like the detox, the prison, like you, you're in this, this, this mental prison and me breaking out of my mental prison was to open my mouth and say, I need help when I know I need it. And now that I have my relationship with God, it's like, I know when I need to ask for help, I know to open my mouth and say, help me, you know, I feel like I'm sinking. And it's made me stronger where I even had to have like yesterday conversations with, you know, yesterday with my attorney. It's like, I need you to get it together. You say you believe then believe. I, I was I was presented with a, a, situ, a, 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 a proposal or a situation with my divorce that made it seem like you need to act right now. You need to make a decision right now. And it's like, and when I was literally listening to her, God told me, no, I don't. And I told her, I don't have to make a decision right now. And I need you to just, I need you to calm down, settle down, and we'll revisit this on Monday because there is, there is no rush. And the old me would have never done that because I trust God. I trust God before I trust my attorney or any, anybody. I trust him first. So I just wanted to share that because it is part of breaking your being imprisoned mentally, even though you're free to go wherever you want to. And um, I, I, I just, I just wanted to say, I just, I, I, I've just learned to trust God in these three, in this, this three-year nightmare. <laughs> so I wanted to share that. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Well, let's go before the Lord in communion together. And then we're going to pray for uh, Pastor Barbara, and I'm going to release everyone to their Saturday. Amen. On the night that our Savior was to was, was betrayed, he gathered with the 12 disciples and sat before them both bread and wine. It says he took the bread and he gave thanks. And so we give thanks now. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. With hearts of gratitude. We are grateful, a grateful people. We thank you for always having a plan in place. We thank you that you had us in mind from the foundations of the world and even before it. 
We thank you that you've always been concerned about us and you consider us each, that you call us your children. We thank you, Jesus, for saying yes when you could have said no, but that the will of the Father is greater than the will of your flesh. And so after he gave thanks, he lifted the bread and said that this was a representation of his body that would be broken and bruised on their behalf. He then said, whenever you are in to gather together in remembrance of me, take the bread, break and eat. Let us do the same. Then he took a cup filled with wine and again gave thanks. And so we give thanks for the blood of Christ, the sacrificial lamb that he became, but also an offering that he was. And so he said the blood, I mean, the wine would represent the blood that would be shed at Calvary's cross, the blood for the remission of sins, the blood for a new and everlasting covenant between God and man that would reconcile man back to the Father. And this blood still has miraculous power. And so I said, whenever you are gathered together in remembrance of me, drink together, let us do the same. And so, Father, we thank you that your plan was fulfilled, Jesus. We thank you for being willing to fulfill it. And we thank you for leaving us the comfort of the spirit of God that lives within us. We shall never forget we shall never forget that you were an offering and a sacrifice. That you sacrificed your life for us, but you offered your life back to the Father. Help us to, to emulate and to become not only sacrifices, but offerings. We thank you for this day that you have made. We do rejoice and we are glad in it, oh God. We now lift up Miss Barbara to you in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing. We ask, Lord, that you would touch her body from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. I pray that you would send the word exactly to where she is right now. That as the centurion soldier said, I know what it means to be a man of authority. If you just send the word, I know my servant shall be healed. And so we send the word to her. We send the, the, the word to um, every part of her body, asking that you'll bring it back into alignment. We pray that every pain would begin to cease. We pray that whatever stresses and strains, that you would relieve the pressure. We pray for her blood cells to be restored, ligaments to be brought into alignment. We thank you, God, that you know all things, even concerning her, and that your will for her life is being done even now. We thank you for each and every person that is a part of KHOW, those who are on the screen today and those who are unable to make it, continue to bless, keep, and, and, and be with each and every one of us. We bind accidents, collision, fender benders, ticket stoppage, malfunction of vehicles. We ask that you keep each and every person from danger seen and unseen. We love you, God. We praise you. We thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W. O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.